0: Hello, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today, and we're talking about instructions for Christian living. The question is, how do you follow instructions for Christian living? We have to look at what Paul wrote in Titus 2, 11 and 12, when he says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men. It, the grace of God, instructs us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and live sensible, upright, and godly lives in the present age. And so we see there that we're not going to live for Jesus. Paul is writing and saying we're living from the life-giving Spirit of Christ. And that's how we're going to say no to ungodliness and to live sensible, upright lives, godly lives, Paul writes this in uh, Ephesians 4 verse 30-32 through he's saying to the body of Christ here in the context remember the Ephesians they were fighting and lying to each other and they were angry at each other and they had hard feelings towards one another and so in this time when they were you know being angry at each other Paul got a got an ear of this and and what he discovered is the Holy Spirit gets sad <clears throat> in fact grieves um, when the body of Christ is arguing and fighting and <clears throat> and so on so he writes this in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 through 32 do not make God's Holy Spirit sad he marked you with a seal for the day when God will set you completely free get rid of all hard feelings anger and rage stop all fighting and lying put away every form of hatred be kind and tender-hearted to one another forgiving each other just as god forgave you because of what christ jesus has done and so like i was saying in the context the ephesians were arguing with each other i had a friend uh and um in a ministry that came to me and I was the chaplain of the ministry. And he came to me and he was very distraught um, because of his nagging wife. And that's what he told me. Now, I'm very thankful that my wife is not a nagging wife. (laughs) But when I heard this, my heart went out for him. You know, a lot of times it's, it's due from, you know, Expectations. A lot of times we have expectations of people, and when they don't meet those expectations, we can get frustrated, and that can lead to nagging. But nevertheless, he was having a difficult time in his marriage, and so I was just asking the Holy Spirit, What can I learn from this? Um, Don't let me judge, of course. But, um, you know, Proverbs 21, verse 9, and I believe this applies for men and women, you know, because let's face it, we all, humans in general, can become nagging at times. We all get crabby. But Proverbs twenty one nine says it is better to live on a corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging wife. I believe this applies to us men as well. It's better to live on a corner of a roof than to share a house with a nagging husband. And so so you know when we're when we're fighting, arguing and complaining, one thing about children, you know, is Children will argue and complain about everything and anything. And that's just the way they are. But later on, as they mature, they grow up to discover that they're actually friends. And uh, and so they put away those childish behaviors and those childish things. And they look to help each other. And that's the, where the Ephesians were. They just needed to mature a little bit um, in the Lord. And so how do you make the Holy Spirit sa- um, happy? So we know what makes the Holy Spirit sad. It's exactly what the Ephesians were doing. They were fighting and being angry at each other and nagging at each other and so on. So how do we make the Holy Spirit happy? Well, it's really simple. Um, Paul goes on to say this. He says, Be kind to, and tender to one another. Forgive each other, just as in God... God just as God forgave you because of what Christ Jesus has done. So let it go. You know, Let it go. Let go of those feelings, those things that that person did, and, uh, and do the opposite. That's how you make the Holy Spirit happy. In our marriages, Ephesians 5.33 says, A husband must love his wife. He must love her just as he loves himself. And a wife must respect her husband. It's that simple respect and love in the marriage. A husband responds when a wife respects him, and a wife responds to one thing, love. When the husband loves the wife, she responds. And it's important to understand what her love language is, of course, and it's important to understand what his love language is so they can both answer that love language. And so respect and love. Jesus gives a new covenant command to the disciples and for all the body of Christ. He says, I give you a new command, love one another. You must love one another just as I have loved you. If you love one another, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Now keep in mind there, Jesus died for us so he could give his life to us, so he could live his life through us. This New Covenant commandment is in John 13, 34 and 35. That's John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. But keep in mind we're not loving for Jesus. We're not living for Jesus. We're actually abiding in Christ and living from his life-giving spirit so we can bear the character of love. In conclusion, what brings glory to the Father? You know, to all who received him, to them who believed in his name, God gave us the right to be called his children. So as children of God, what brings glory to the Father? Well, John 15:8, Jesus said this, When you bear a lot of fruit, it brings glory to my Father. It shows that you are my disciples. Keep in mind, Jesus said in John 15:4 that a branch cannot bear fruit on its own. And then he goes to say in John fifteen five, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man abide in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing.